Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. Brought to you with Levi Solicitors. 10% discount is yours at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan Moylan with you, along with Michael Normanson and Rob Conlon as well. All back from our long... Frodo-like Odyssey to Mount Doom, chucking the ring in, metaphor, metaphor. You know what I'm talking about. Still not seeing those films, but you know, I, I, know what you're, I know what you're on about. He goes on a long walk, mm. just Frodo, basically. Oh, looks like Oldham. Yes, it does. Ellesmere Port in particular is, um, is charming. We'll have a little natter about what happened on the walk in part two. And don't worry, if you weren't on the walk, we'll make it entertaining for you because it was very, very entertaining, wasn't it? Essentially like a big Leeds away day. Yeah, but with more blisters. Yeah, and infections and stress fractures and... Yeah, things have gone wrong for a number of people. <laughs> uh, we will come to all that in part two. First part one is going to be where we catch up on all the latest League United news. We will continue the show over the summer. Of course we will. Weekly show, we'll round up Keep anything. Keep up to date with all the made-up transfer rumours. Maybe yep. start a few of our own while we're at it. That's what we should do. We should set out this summer to to go full to Paul again. <laughs> the Paul was real, unless he was in on it as well, because he did, he did actually reply to a tweet. Yeah, didn't he, so. it, that's not, I just said that's not happening, by the way. We should say from right from the top. It's not happening, is it? Danny Welbeck, though. Well, <sighs> what have you heard? <laughs> now, I was just going to say, a denial about Rodrigo de Paul is exactly what they'd want you to believe if they were going after him, isn't it? Exactly. In the words of Jimmy Nail, he's laying. <laughs> so, what we do know is we've got Brendan Aronson through the door from Salzburg. Best part of 25 million quid. Where exactly does he play? He looks exciting anyway, I know that. Winger, striker, behind the striker. Go on, Rob. You're mid- sort of midfielder, number ten, <laughs> number yeah. eight. Yeah, versatile. He's sort of an inside forward almost, isn't it? I think if if you're going to characterise him as anything, just under the helmet is where he plays in, in, the, the, in the in the in the penis in the I penis for, yeah. formation. He's on the brim. <laughs> wow, <laughs> quite a lot of money, isn't it? Have you seen the the YouTube highlights? I presume that's where everyone gets their uh, information from these days. Did you see that um, Salzburg actually posted like uh, best bits of him as he signed for us, which I thought was nice, like a farewell. Because usually you 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 get like a, a bitter tweet, don't you, from a club that's selling a player. We wish you all the best for the future. We can confirm, etc. But no, it was dead nice that they did that. That's very nice of them. I've I've also found a really strange YouTube account that he's claiming he's the expert of what he's calling a counter meg, where another player goes to nutmeg him and he nutmegs them back by tackling them. And as far as I can tell, I, th- I think this YouTube channel is joking. Because as far as I can tell, it's a complete fluke that the ball ricochets <laughs> off his legs and goes through the other guy's legs. But the guy who is making this YouTube channel has also found an example of Brendan Aronson's little brother doing the same thing. And I, I think he might be trying to claim it, which, I don't, <laughs> which you know, is a skill, I guess. Yeah, he does, there is another one that we can get as well. If we want to go for that. I know not twins, but we can go for the full, um, the full Rod Wallace package and yeah. get, his, get his brother along as well. I think he's still a child though, isn't he? More or less. Are you allowed to import children into the country? You know, I don't think you are, are you? That's generally sort of frowned upon. Possibly not. I mean, my main take on Brendan Aronson is just how young he looks. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks frighteningly young and seems frighteningly young. Uh, and, and you say this is a man who's under 30. Yeah. yeah. And Moscow's written a good article about him on the blog, pointing out his TikTok trends, which is just the behaviour of a very young person. And I'm, I'm really not sure what he's going to make of Beeston, because there are videos of him on TikTok enjoying breakfast out surrounded by the Alps and looking like he's having the time of his life. Well, there's a big hill in Beeston. What's, yeah. what's, what's the issue? Mm, yeah, it's similar. It is very similar. He's almost, I mean, he's 21. That is, that is genuinely young, isn't it? Do you remember what it was like to be 21? I think my hair was going, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the first signs of thinking, 
Because <laughs> obviously, thrifty sort was still cutting my own hair, yeah. even in those days. And it, to be honest, it was only about a centimetre longer than it is now. But just shaving is like, well, it's quite getting quite easy to cut at the back, is this? At There's what, not an awful lot of resistance. At what age did you abandon paying for haircuts and just doing it yourself? Uh, at the point at which I had to pay for my own haircuts. <laughs> from, like, <laughs> from like 15 onwards. What did you do with it? I just sort of shaved it same length all over. I yeah. think I used to do it. I used to do it four all over, and then a bit of shorter bits on the side. Did it look good? <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't know. Probably not. And I used to just feel it. You're like that all feels roughly the well, same it's, length. It's like any sort of uh, you know artisan, isn't it? They they can mm. just do it by t- you shut, shut your eyes and do it by touch. Is that yeah? Presumably what you were doing. Anyway, back to Brendan Aronson. Yeah, it's a very wholesome life, isn't it? I likened it when I um, mentioned I think last week to like an Abercrombie and Fitch or. Hollister advert or something like that. They look like they've had a, a very nice life together. I feel like um, Jackie Harrison and his girlfriend are either going to really love Brendan Aronson and his girlfriend or they're going to be in like some Vardy, Rooney war <laughs> by the end of the season and just clash. But he's, he's, uh, his girlfriend's a footballer as well, isn't she? Yeah. She's done some some wholesome wholesome soccer pictures on her, uh, her Instagram account. I can't remember her name now. But yeah, why has he got no facial hair? Disturbs me a little bit. He's a mere boy. He's very smooth though. Mm. Very smooth. Moscow again pointed out, if you compare him to Sam Greenwood, who's actually younger than him, you can tell Sam Greenwood was yeah. brought up in Sunderland. I was going to say, yeah. he's been down the pit, you know, since he was eight, getting, you know, working the coal out of the little seams with the little tiny fingers. You can get into those real crevices with the um, with the smaller fingers in uh, in Sunderland. Yeah, different a different world. I think he's quite oh. exciting, though, yeah. as a signing. He looks to do a lot of running with the ball, which I think is going to be a hallmark of what we try and do next year. Mm. How do you feel about kind of having... Like we're saying it's 10 days ago having sort of shed the skin of last season have we? I don't know really it's been weird because we've done because we've had this walk looming I've not had any real time to reflect <laughs> on the season I've just gone straight into that um, I'm still quite worried I think if I if I actually think about it I think I'm yeah but you're, you're, that's your default setting I think I've, so. I'm, I've got the relief of staying up this year but then I've sort of thought oh next year's going to be tough <laughs> straight well, where, away where are we um, in the uh, in the odds we're fourth which we're, fourth fourth favourites which actually makes sense when you think about it, because we were the the yeah the lowest placed team to stay up, weren't we? So the three promoted sides are the favourites to go down: Bournemouth, Forest, and Fulham. What would you? I mean, it's, it's a long way away, isn't it? But they're obviously going to be down there because it's just difficult, as we've seen, isn't it, to break that Premier League glass ceiling? Any any other teams that you look in the odds? They're like Southampton are not far away, Brentford are not far away, Wolves surprisingly short odds. Mm, I think Palace will be interesting as well because they obviously had Conor Gallagher this year and I saw some stats we were obviously at the top of saying minutes missed through injury and Palace were really low on that as well. So you think if Palace have a, if Palace were to have a bad year with injuries and Gallagher goes back and maybe his replacement doesn't work out as well, although I think they're trying to sign him, but whether they do or not is, uh, you know, up for debate still. But it's, um, I think, I feel like things could probably turn for them because while they had a really good season, they were only kind of a couple of wins away from having a slightly tense season like us. So I think they might be down there. Yeah, Brentford as well. Because we were all quite angry, Rob, about the way that last season went. And I guess now that we stayed up, we can exhale and you know breathe a sigh of relief. How do you feel about the, the closing of the season and where we are and what needs to happen next? And filtering into that, the arrival of Aronson as a first move in the market. Yeah, I'm still trying to decompress from it all, really, I think. It was absolutely exhausting. And then having to... Are you talking us- about the, the walk now or the... No, the, the end of the season. Yeah. But then having to gear ourselves up for the walk <laughs> was kind of... Didn't let you settle from the actual season, but... Yeah, obviously a lot of things need to change, don't they? I think the end of the season and the way things were for much of the season were incredibly frustrating. But at the same time, you know, as soon as as soon as it was full time at Brentford, it was right. Look, Brendan Aronson, who else are we signing and all this? And I feel like, oh God, can I just have sort of a bit of a rest from all this? But I mean, I think Aronson, well, you, you shouldn't have accepted the job. <laughs> yeah, job that's a fair <laughs> Yeah, I'm just lazy, really. But uh, I think that's the thing with Aronson signing so quickly as well. It feels like the team is going to look a lot different at the start of next season to how mm-hmm. it did at the end of last season. And we're still waiting to see who those players are going to be. And also the style of football and the tactics, you know, are we going to see a continuation of those last two games of the season where we did kind of go back to what we know a little bit and play with width and play Calvin in a role that seemed to suit him a bit more? Or is it going to be going back to the kind of 4-2-3-1, however many twos it is, mm. of... Uh, Marsh ball, as it's called. Yeah, I kind of share some of your concerns there, but it's just a lot of not knowing as things stand. Like, I guess the concerns, though, they, they come from the body of evidence that we've seen, which was 12 games that were really, really hard to get through. Last couple, there were some 
some green shoots, weren't they? Mm. Though? You know, like we saw a little bit of something in that team, particularly on the last day. And you put in players who are maybe better suited to it, maybe just just some better players, some players who are not completely knackered. Mm. I, I think it's good that we're doing business early as well. I'm mm. I'm sort of reassured by this because we've obviously got one in, and it seems like we're. we're I was saying earlier, I, I keep calling him. Uh, Christian Rasmussen or Rasmus Christensen. I can never remember which one it is, but it's it is Rasmus, isn't it? The, yeah. The yeah. actual name. The fact that we we're seemingly straight on the trail of another player as well. It'd be nice if we got back to pre-season and there were at least three or four players in there from the start, so you're not having to get to two weeks before the season and you're already into that discussion. I mean, it it probably won't be as much of a case as it was under Bielsa, but you're into that discussion of well, well, they'll probably be starting on the bench and then they'll have to kind of work their way into the team. It'd be it nice. Feels, if, it feels like all bets are off, doesn't it? A bit. It'd be like, nice if we just got to the start of the the summer the start of pre-season sorry and everyone went right well this is the squad now it's, it's done mm. <laughs> and there was which not- it won't necessarily be that because obviously the way that the window works mm. but I mean like just to draw comparisons with last year when we spoke to Angus Kinnear in here it was about the 8th-ish 9th-ish of August wasn't which it which we will so- try to do again by the way yeah we'll, um, we'll ask him back on when he's not having fun over in New York oh he looks, he looks the time <laughs> of his life on that picture didn't he really pleased to be photographed there Oscar, as Moscow said he always looks like he's going to be sick on pictures <laughs> but um, but we spoke to Angus Kinnear yeah it was it was just before the first game of the season wasn't it and I don't think Bielsa had signed his contract at that point mm. we'd only signed Junior Firpo Dan James hadn't come in at that point we were still hoping for a midfielder and that was days before the season started so you really really want to feel that sense of security that there's a plan in place and we're not going to trade because it felt a bit like we were trying to wing it last season based on that two-year plan. And I think that's probably what fed into all the annoyance and the anger about how last season went off the rails because people went, mm, this probably ain't enough. And mm-hmm. then it kind of you know, played out that way. I kind of want the sales to get done as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> if Rafinha's going, I just want, it, I want him to go soon because it means we can get the money in and start properly preparing. Whereas it feels like Biel, um, Bat Biel, so Barcelona are going to be up in their bid by like a pound a week for eternity. Just going I know you turned down 30, but we're like 30 and one of our youth players, would that do? Would If we send you some bibs, you know, the, the kind of tiny little increments that they keep seem to be going into. And, and, and the fear is that Victor Orta gets caught up in the idea of getting Barcelona's players and goes, oh, yes, let's have him, him and him. <laughs> it's worked well so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do, I do like the look of Rasmus Christiansen. He's got, he's got cult hero written all over him, hasn't he? Is it the shaved head, the Michael-style shaved head, maybe? He looks very solid, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's big. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for a fullback. It's kind of like, who's the freak that plays for Brighton? Or did he go to Dan Burn. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Having him at fullback. Because I think we do lack height as a team mm. in seeing sort of this big, dynamic yeah, guy. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite a tank, isn't he? He's got, um, he's in a few YouTube videos with Brendan Aronson sort of doing little jokey Q&As mm. at Salzburg. And they remind me of Joffy and Charlie Cresswell. Because he's sort of, Brendan Aronson looking all young and he's very slight, isn't he? Mm. A, kid, a kid and his dad. Jaffy, right? Yeah, and then it's like, this is my hard mate who I just sort of hang out with and he looks after me. Yeah, where do you sit on, on Calvin? That's um, a bit troublesome, isn't it? I think that's the. Way, I think we all kind of appreciate that Rafinha's probably going to go from all the body language and all the rest of it, but there's still that real grey area around Calvin with the contract. Did you say the body language? Did you see him at Brentford? No, you know what I mean? Like the, I meant the, the final home game, you know, out mm. on the pitch and lingering and doing a Pontus and all that and that kind of foreshadowed where that one was going. Mm. Um, echoes of that. It's just Calvin, isn't it? Because he did, the, did he not do that interview? And I didn't watch it, but did he not say in that interview in the run-up to um, the end of the season where he said, ideally Leeds stay up and I sign a new contract. Mm. Is that correct? Did he say that? I don't know about Good, that. Good, let's, 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 <laughs> let's assume I also yeah. don't know about that. But I'd like to see that. Mm. Yeah, I would as well. Did, if anyone's too good for us and likely to stay it's him yeah. <laughs> truth be told because he does seem he's a very he seems quite a home bird of a, of a man doesn't he like he's um, he's very much tied to this area and I know if he went to Man City it's not like he'd even have to move but mm. it'd be part of his identity I guess would he's, be, he's not going to be, be happy there is he winning stuff and... oh dreadful being, being paid three times as much winning a guaranteed trophy or two every season awful life playing isn't with it? all the best players in the world best, best coach in the world are you excited about next season? Can you get excited about? I don't. You, I don't think you ever get excited, do you, Michael. You just. I do. I'm always excited you, you about stuff. Have, <laughs> just have degrees of worry. I get excited about stuff, but then a bit of bit just goes. Ooh, but what about? But if you get excited, that that'll create anticipation, Michael, and your hopes always get dashed. I was excited for this season. Look what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it was bloody dreadful. I was excited to get back in the ground. It was going to be great. Really looking forward to Ellen Road. Early games, we kept saying it, didn't we? Saying, "Oh, it's so good to be back, isn't it?" Yeah. By the end, it was bloody awful. Mm. But you know, I am I'm I'm excited. And however badly a summer goes, you still get to the first day of the season and go, Dave Hockaday, all these new players. <laughs> there is genuinely no better time, is there? It, 
might not work, but it just what it's, if it it's does? unconventional. Maybe maybe this is the kind of disrupt, mm. disruptors that we are. Yeah, like with hockey day season, you thought, well, we've had we've had kind of proven managers, and they were they didn't do well, did they? Maybe what we need is a complete no hoper who's never done anything like this before, and maybe it'll just work. Speaking of ex managers, are you enjoying Neil Warnock being on Twitter? Have you seen that? Mm. Yes, I've seen bits of it. Yeah, I've in, I've enjoyed. Um, it was Rowan Vine talking about him as well, which stuff that we might not repeat. <laughs> On here, but mm. something about the structure of playing for Neil Warnock and the financial arrangements around it mm. probably worth worth seeking out on YouTube. Mm. It was all completely new to me as well. I'd never heard any of that. No, before. no, you, you never hear these rumors about Neil Warnock. So no. It was a massive surprise. And uh, the you see the little back and forth he had with Jed Spence. Yes, who uh, he was trying to make it out like his bombing him out on loan to Forest from Middlesbrough was somehow his success. Like I told you, you know, you'd either be you'd either be Premier League or you'd be non-league. And uh, yeah, uh, shut up. Yeah, he, um, does, he does this. Right, so um, Premier League teams confirmed for next year, as we were touching on then, the three promoted teams are Bournemouth and Fulham that we knew about, and then Forrest, who beat Huddersfield in the playoffs. I mean, just to contextualise this around the uh, around the charity walk that we've just done, we walked into Huddersfield on Saturday um, and then left Huddersfield on, on Sunday morning and made for Leeds. We saw a few uh, few of their fans around, didn't we? I think some of the people, because we walked a lot, a lot of the people walked the canal towpath in... Um, in lead shirts, got a bit of dog's abuse uh, for wearing the shirts around Huddersfield territory, mm. which is a bit unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah, so I didn't actually see any. I, I, didn't, I don't think I had a lead shirt on at that point, so yeah, I'd have, I'd have missed it. And I've set off very early as well because my legs are broken. But, I, um, I don't know if you noticed as well, did you, when you got to the canal towpath at Slowit, there was a charity shop and they had two Huddersfield shirts in the window. <laughs> I just thought it was dead funny that it happens to be a, a charity shop. What do you reckon to that then, the playoff final? I, I know we were all broken like on... In some ways I wanted Huddersfield to go up, I have to say. Why? I thought they were probably the most likely to come straight back down. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm still in that mindset of wanting there to just be three worse teams than us for next season. Which I think is reasonable. Whereas, I mean, Forrest, they're a good team to have in the Premier League. Like We've spoken before about the um, you know the, the perfect Premier League being your childhood Premier League and, and Forrest are very much in that. And they are a, they're a size of club that should be in the Premier League. You can't have, you can't have teams who have won the European Cup kicking around the championship forever can you like we did like we did mm. exactly whereas Huddersfield realistically are more likely to be a Norwich Watford oh, who... mind you they've got some stars above their badge haven't they so nah, they must have won that that was true they did I mean they did they were they were very successful in the, the very early years weren't they but yeah I think um, I kind of wanted Huddersfield to come up and be the reassuring Norwich presence who could go down on like 24 points <laughs> and you can pretty much from September onwards be like okay it's one of the spots taken care of. Thank you very much. But Whereas, do, there's a chance want, Forrest but, might do well. But this this leaves Corbyn intact, though, by not going up. If he'd have come up and completely knackered it, got fired, you know, this keeps him just nicely bubbling under under the surface. So we it? can replace him. We can replace Marsh with him. Comes sort of October. Is that what you're thinking? I wasn't necessarily thinking that soon because that would indicate a bad season for us. But um, <laughs> is it going to? If, if we get Louis O'Brien now, is it going to be? Oh, we're getting Corbyn's players in for him. <laughs> 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 yeah, it keeps O'Brien available as well. Who I, I I must admit, prior to us being linked with him last summer, I'd not seen a great deal of. But I have watched a, a few Huddersfield games now, and he's he's quite good. Do you think we should just go in there and buy him? I mean, I was indifferent to it, but you almost think we should just go buy him because we can, <laughs> just to make a point. Yes. Okay. Let's do that. Bring bring Tom Lee's with him, like we're bringing Christian. Well, well, in, uh, in the same way that it's really really pissed us off that that you know those Barcelona fans on Twitter have been like, "You're denying Rafinha his dream move. How dare you <laughs> deny him a move to our skink club that can't even register players or pay the ones that it's got? Is it fifty million they owe to uh, one of their players? Mm. Is it is it PK or something like that? I, d- I don't really understand Barcelona's finances. They just go from being completely skint to all of a sudden signing loads of players and then being skint again. They're just they're just very much on the constantly getting a new credit card and it's the can't pay we'll take it away vibe, spending it? all yeah. of it straight away and then be like oh I've got no money left I can't <laughs> believe it yeah. I need that dopamine hit. it's happened again <laughs> I preferred it when they wanted Rodrigo that was better wasn't it yeah he's still available mm. he's still available but, uh, maybe we'll he can be like a buy one get one free well when Angus came in here last uh, last summer and said that Rodrigo could have a big season could be, don't be surprised if he's our player of the season maybe that's next season mm, yeah okay <laughs> Okay, I remember when uh, we, we spoke to Angus. This is completely unfair on him, really, to call this out because it was a very different club at the time. We were t- it was the F- Christiansen season, talking about the the recruitment and some of the, the younger players we bought. And he was saying, "Don't judge J. Ry Grot by what he is now. Judge him on, in five years' time." But I think we're probably there now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not J. Ry Grot's not 
gone for well. I remember him making his debut at Forest, and everyone was so excited by just how big the man was. Mm. Well, he looked he looked like he could be amazing because he was he was so big and athletic looking, and you thought. Like bloody hell! Plus, he's got that kind of you know. You look at players now, like someone like look, look, Luka- you... also look at Lukaku, and you see his physicality, and he's he's an absolute he's just a beast, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And I think you probably need a bit of that in the Premier League these days, like just a big, big bulky fucker. Yeah, look, it, looked, it reminded me physically of like a young Ronaldo, but then he got the ball, and you went, <laughs> "Oh shit!" <laughs> okay, he can't. And also, he didn't know how to use his strength either. He'd just either he'd either go for no strength or all strength, and occasionally throw people into the stands and stuff, and you think, "Oh dear." You don't. You don't know what you're doing. Well, there you go. It's um, it's underway. Then is the summer, isn't it? We're uh, we're all excited, as you can tell. <laughs> Looking forward to it. I think you've got to factor in that we are all physically exhausted from yeah. having walked the 92 miles, which we'll talk about in in part two. But um, I think Aronson, a good start. Let's hope we build mm. on it. And I do like the look of of Rasmus as well. Mm. He's got loads of goals and assists as mm. well for a right back. Like uh, ten goals last year. Not is... somebody who's lurking in the shadows, you'd say. How long? How long have you waited for that? Uh, 22 minutes according to the recording time <laughs> okay well done hope, hope you're proud of yourself so yeah we'll, we'll have the usual who's um, who, who are the other ones who've been linked with this I mean, couple of years Ryan Kent when's he going to get linked Dan James again even though we've already bought him someone we, will forget we could, we could loan him out and then <laughs> and Ketty has signed a contract hasn't he so that's has he actually signed, signed, signed oh, has that happened I'm not sure if it's gone through yet but that sounds like it sounds like Leeds did take a look at him but it's not going to happen now there's the James Garner who was on loan at Forest mm. scum player we're still being linked with. That would be a loan, though, I think, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like Calvin Ramsey, the Aberdeen fullback, is going to go Liverpool. By the sounds What's of he things. thinking? Little Judas <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Unless you sign, in which case, welcome to the... <laughs> yeah, in which it, we just sign him to really, really upset Cody Drama, <laughs> who has already said he's not that pleased about signing a right-back, which is, which is fair enough. But yeah, Ailing's likely to miss the start of the season, isn't he? So, and Dallas is possibly going to miss all of it. I would guess. So, uh, yeah, we do need cover there. God bless those boys. It's time for a new start, isn't it? Is that it? Get rid? All of them. No, no. <laughs> feels mean, Michael. Don't say that. It does feel like at the end of last season, I was a bit like, no, we don't, we'd have to move on from Aileen and Dallas so quickly. Like, come on, they've, they've just finished ninth. They're brilliant. Whereas this season, it, this summer, it feels a lot more like, okay, yeah, this needs to happen. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm maybe a bit more emotionally ready for it. Yeah, I think they can they can hang around. They can be options, but we we probably need something a bit some more legs <laughs> we do we need to, we need we need that's the thing I actually don't want to we'll come on to this because I think we're going to do some probably some extra ball season review type stuff but I almost feel like the squad was so thin last year I don't I, I don't really want to get rid of anyone apart, no. from, apart from maybe a, a couple of the higher earners like get someone like Rodrigo maybe try and get rid of just because he's He's a massive sponge on all the wages and stuff. <laughs> You've really grown to hate him. I, the last few games of the season, I've, I've got like that. <laughs> I just feel like, just honest to God, just fuck. <laughs> I've lost, completely lost my rag with it. I think it was the it was the Brighton the last home game. I was just screaming at him at several points. <laughs> so other than him, like people like Click and Ailing and well, I mean Cooper's come in and been like arguably our best player since his return. So he's definitely going to stay around. But yeah, some of the the boys of promotion, you think I don't really want him to leave. I just I think I want them to be slowly kind of moved moved aside. Maybe playing. I'd like to see him play 10, 12 games each next season, and uh, you know, try and try and move on in a in a nice gradual way. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, all three of us went on the charity walk. Three athletes. Yep. As you can tell. I do say the camera adds pounds. Uh, very slender man off this. Um, no. So the walk. Like, so for the benefit of anybody who is not aware, let's explain what we did, why we did it, and how much it hurt. Which and, how, is, and how much it raised, I'm on a more positive note. Yeah, so first of all, we walked from Gary Speed's playing field, his first playing field in North Wales, which has been renamed in his honour, and it, and it is on the street where he grew up, like his mum, Carol, which um, came and saw us off, which was incredibly moving as a starting point for that, wasn't it? Because we met up at Ellen Road, got on the coaches, which were paid for by Leeds United, we should say, so thank you to Leeds United. We'll do a few thank yous as we go. Mm. And we left Ellen Road, like, it was like half five, quarter to six in the morning, Thursday, the 26th of May, and then went over on the M62 to North Wales. And as the miles kept clocking up, kept thinking, hmm, it's a long way back, is this, isn't it? <laughs> it's taking quite a while on a coach, and I've got to do this on foot. Mm. Mm, it was a long old way, wasn't it? Um, so we started there, North Wales, in Deeside. Um, Carol Speed saw us off. We got a nice photo by the memorial stone there, the Gary Speed playing field. Off we went then. Uh, 27 miles was the first day to Warrington. We went past Ellesmere Port, which... It's kind of Soviet-era chic, a lot of it, isn't mm. it? Yeah, when you think of Wales, you imagine the kind of glorious rolling valleys, don't you? Yeah. The, the lovely scenery, beautiful coastline. Yeah. Not this bit. <laughs> this, was not, this was not good Wales. In fairness, it was, it's we, only... We were out of Wales very quickly, yeah. We were. We can't, we can't blame Wales for that. No, it was only the first three and a half miles in Wales, and it, it got a lot worse when you got to England, in yeah. truth, because it was through... Yeah, Ellesmere Port is it's very... Chemically, it's, isn't it? It's got it's kind of Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough vibes. Oil refinery and... Yeah. Um, some sewage works and stuff. It was it was not that picturesque, and then and then some long A roads as well. Yeah, so. I was going to say in the um, we we wrote like a an email with a sort of a rough outline mm. of each day, didn't we? And you'd put in there that it was a bunch of wind turbines through fields, which I think I also used the word grim. That was further back in it's it. A, it's a description of the day as a whole. But that bit with the wind turbines through the fields was lovely. Was awful. <laughs> One of the worst bits of the of the entire walk. But you made it you made it sound like the Netherlands that would be. I don't know, skipping through fields of tulips and there'll be the windmills that just be turning it and it wasn't like that. You're not to disturb the ground in that area. It's it's still radioactive if you if you <laughs> if you if you dig. Stick to the stick to the designated paths only. Well we, yeah, we got there to Warrington and uh, we were tricked by a you know when you when you enter a new town or a new city, you get that sign that says, Welcome to Warrington, for mm -hmm. example. So you get to that sign and it pissed it down not long before that, I should add. Um, we all got soaked to the skin. We we're all very, very tired. And then that from that sign to the finish line was weeks. It was absolutely <laughs> ages, wasn't it? Such a demoralising walk into Warrington. Mm. We'd, yeah, it was proper forest gum, horizontal rain as well earlier on in the day. And that was when I found out that the cheapest Mac money can buy wasn't actually as waterproof as it claimed to be, which was a nice start to the walk. I think, yeah, this is how it's going to go, isn't it? The whole way through. And then day two was uh, was Warrington to Oldham, yep. which took us right through central Manchester and took us right past Old Trafford. There were some was nice, nice photos. Yeah, yeah, of people giving V signs, flicking Vs to Old Trafford. The security man at the Megastar wouldn't let one of our group in to go use the loo there. Don't know why. Wouldn't he? No. <laughs> Scum bastard. I know. It might it might have been sticking the uh, the stickers on the various tables and the murals <laughs> outside, maybe, which you'll have to see. If you go there this next season, have a look for those if they're still attached. Um, yeah, through central Manchester, lots of cobbles, as you get like as Coronation Street sort of proves to mm. you, doesn't it? They hurt the feet after such a long walk. So it was 27 miles a second day, wasn't it? And the glamorous finish up a two-mile hill into Oldham. But there was a murder when we were there, actually. Yeah, I mean, we're not, and we're not genuinely not, not taking not the joking piss. about yeah. that. There was there was actually a murder on the day we were there. So nice place, but I had a good night anyway. The rifle. If you're in if you're in the Oldham area and want to, and you want a pub with a good uh, a good DJ, <laughs> the rifle range. Why was he so good? That's the question. Because he had mini discs, <laughs> <laughs> and, and he had new songs on mini disc. <clears throat> so what, he's obviously got. Because they don't sell mini discs anymore, do they? I used to use mini discs to DJ, yeah. but that, that was twenty years ago. Yeah, well, he stuck with. He had, he had. They all I could describe him as. My dad's got quite into family history stuff, and he's so he's always got printouts of old register of birth stuff, like in these in these sort of ledgers. And he had all these stacks of books that were like that for his. And he'd obviously written his songs in, and they had mini disc reference numbers. Yeah, in. disc so number seven, track number fourteen. So, yeah, so he'd, he'd like he'd set, you'd ask him for a song, and he'd leaf through. But he was he was um, he was like going Nirvana into Coldplay and stuff as well. It was all over, it was absolutely all over the place, stylistically. It was good, and 
if you wanted a song that you didn't have, if you, you know, request, mm. obviously these days you can just go onto your laptop, tap away, find it, maybe download it, whatever, Spotify it, import it into your DJ software. What was the protocol there? Put it on mini disc and bring it back the next week. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all going back next week to get the songs that he didn't have. Um, but that was good for you. It was very, very hospitable there, wasn't it? To be fair, after a bit of a fuck up by one of the hotels. Premier in. Yeah. You bastards. It was fine. <laughs> In the end. Yeah, we got everyone got a bed in the end. I was initially at one point I was designating people who I knew who were gonna have to sleep in double beds together. <laughs> I was like, Well, I was, he's one of my oldest mates. I'll sleep in a double bed with him was, and he can sleep on the floor next Well, I was to gonna us. say I was rooming with Phil Hay and I would have wanted to have been Big Spoon, I think. Mm. If, I mean I should say about Phil Hay, uh, which we'll address when we go back to the Phil Hay show in due course, that Phil has a remarkable ability to just fall asleep in an instant. He's one of those people who can just go right, I'm going to go an hour's kip now. You know, go to the loo at like 5am or whatever mm. and you kind of stir when there's a bit of movement in the room. And, because like, you struggle to sleep because there's lots of endorphins, lots of adrenaline when you're doing all the exercise and walking. So actually we struggled to sleep a lot of us, didn't we? Mm. Um, I was also waking up and writing notes to myself about like, <laughs> remember to ring Costco in the morning and stuff like this, walk stuff. And Phil, yeah, one morning went up, went to the loo at like 5am. I went, you're right, mate. Yeah, yeah, good. I'm just going to have another hour. And he just went back to bed and laid down. And you know that sometimes you wake up early morning and once you're awake, you're awake. Mm. No trouble at all. And then from Oldham, we walked across the Pennines to Huddersfield. That was good, wasn't it? It was nice. We, we discovered that going uphill, better than going downhill on the legs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very much so. Was, it was actually quite scenic that day. It was very nice, wasn't it? Let's be it? fair. Yeah. Up, up over the tops, over Marsden. Yeah. Nice and sunny. Lovely. A, a lot of it alongside the, the Huddersfield Narrow Canal. Mm-hmm. Much, much smaller than the Leeds Canal. Hope he doesn't have an inferiority complex and so on and so forth. And um, uh, what did you make of Fuddersfield? It was fine. The, the Liverpool fans in, I think it was called Showtime, I don't think we're maybe expecting quite so many Real Madrid fans to be in on that particular night, but there, were, there, was, there was good support for, the, for, the, for our... Uh, well, I, I suppose we've got a bit of a link, haven't we? Because the, the Don Revy thing of the white shirts and everything. Yeah. So I think we were, we were doing the right I think thing. We've, we've swerved fascism a bit, bit better than they have. Well, at, at points anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I, think it got, I think in the 80s, it, it was... It was um, Sailed quite close to it. It was a bit too close for comfort, I think, at certain points. But yeah, we've, uh, we seem to have managed to separate from that. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd gone by the point that the, uh, the final whistle went there. So And then the final day, then Huddersfield to Leeds, through fairly familiar territory for a good number of us who, who live locally, and a very, very emotional homecoming. After a brilliant lunch in Driglington, by the way, we should say the Tempest Club. Tempest Club, what a place. Where we just um, got on their Spotify, basically took it over, started playing loads of lead songs, having sing songs, chucking down Guinness. It was my birthday as well, so I was like, right, that's it, on the beers, <laughs> Sunday lunchtime. I'm not, I'm not a doctor, by the way, but I can say some prescription strength codeine and three pints of Guinness takes away all your pains. Cure <laughs> <Hear> anything. <laughs> my feet were agony in the morning after that. Not a bother. Yeah, well, so on that on that final morning as we left Huddersfield and rejoined the canal towpath, have you ever walked on a canal towpath? Some of them are tarmacked or, or have got like that resin stuff on it, like the brown stuff that makes it look like stones, but it's actually quite even and flat. Some of it is a bit more rough and ready. We had a bit of that coming out of Huddersfield, didn't we? And it was a bit stony underfoot. And just to put into context, so we left Huddersfield, at, we had 18 miles to go. So had we done 74 miles by that point? So you're 70, oh, 74 miles in your feet at least. And then you're walking on a surface that feels like every step is like treading on Lego. Yeah, it's amazing how thick boots lose all of their cushioning effect after a certain amount of miles because your feet are just really sensitive and you can just, any, any tiny little uh, little bump underneath it feels yeah. awful. <laughs> <laughs> and then the painkillers kicked in. That's what it was for me. Yeah. Took two miles, I think, for the painkillers to kick in out of um, out Huddersfield and then had a real, got a real clip on. Mm-hmm. And then after lunchtime, yeah, we were all uh, fueled by booze, which was great. <laughs> Uh, and we had a good sing song. We were sung marching on together and uh, had strings for Yasmin and all sorts of other stuff. Rocking all over the world. Rocking all over the world has been adopted. I know it's it's sort of disliked in certain quarters, but... It, I mean, I'll be honest, I disliked it until this week. <laughs> yeah. now, it's, now I can see the appeal. And how does it go? I mean, like the, the it's a very simple song to remember. Here we are, here we go. Here we go. Etc. Um yeah, and we finished at Ellen Road. It was quarter to five or thereabouts on, on Sunday and, and a very, very emotional homecoming as well, wasn't it? I mean, I, I, I just burst into tears when we got down <laughs> Lowfields Road because the all the waiting friends and family had all come through the motorway tunnel, hadn't they, to the mm. industrial area, like the um that side you know, that side of the Lowfields, not yeah. the Ellen Road side. And uh they gave us a massive round of applause and like, oh, I was got sunglasses on because <laughs> Yeah, because there's a lot of people just putting the sunglasses yeah. on as we got to that approach, myself included. It all got a bit uh 
Ultras group, I thought, like walking to <laughs> just a hundred of us in black Andy's Man Club t-shirts with a hundred people just waiting in a line uh, above us. Yeah. Stand lead, stand. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it, it was a beautiful experience. I think it, it's kind of, um, if you were on it, you'll understand what we mean. But if you've ever been on like a, a big group holiday that you kind of don't want to end, but you know it has to, and it's brilliant because it comes to an end, mm. it had kind of had that feeling about it. And we kind of joined up as like a hundred strangers, you know, to throw a blanket over it and speak in general terms. You know, some of us knew each other, but we were really. Mm. And by the end of it all, we're all we're all hugging, feel like one big family. And some of the foot pictures in the WhatsApp group that's that lives on. I mean, sick, <laughs> absolutely sickening. Yeah, I, I did threaten to share them at one point, but the donations have been going well. So I'm mm. gonna I'm gonna wait until they we hit a lull, and then I'm gonna put out some of the foot pictures because genuinely, some of the most horrific looking things you've ever. It looks yeah. more like lawnmower accidents rather than <laughs> rather than a, a walking incident I feel like we've all got sort of the stare of Pablo Hernandez now like we just, we've all seen things yeah. that we didn't need I mean I am I'm sat here in flip flops because I got I've got infected blisters on my little toes which you is great Dank him limping in didn't he me and you right, absolutely right. fine absolutely fine I could go again I, today I tried harder didn't I <laughs> than you did you I think so I think the evidence proves it doesn't it but yeah my toes got basically macerated inside my boots and mm-hmm. once they're swollen and you start strapping them up they then get pushed out towards the side of your boots and just get more painful and more painful. But Walking boots are sneaky bastards because you put them on in a shop and they're obviously really comfy. You walk mm. around a shop a couple of times, you go, yeah, lovely them. Mm. Get them. And I'm a size and a half up. My walking boots are a size and a half bigger than my actual feet. Whereas 20 miles in, you, can, you really feel you really feel where the, the errors are, don't you? I mean, you kind of go, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit tight but then there. I didn't and... realise how much my feet had swelled. Like, it looks like I've got like elephantitis or something like that. <laughs> just looking hideous. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Water retention is often blamed for, uh, for 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 fat, but genuinely, an awful lot of water retention going on. So. Yeah, because a lot of us have barely eaten for like several days and burned off. I mean, like somebody worked out it was like tens of thousands of active mm-hmm. calories or whatever over over four days, and loads of us have come back like bigger than we went away. <laughs> but it is all just water retention. But it was it was amazing fun, wasn't it? It um, was brilliant. Honestly, one of the one of the best things I've ever done. Yeah, likewise. Like, and it's worth the pain. And every like the one guy who gaffer taped his feet together on I think it was day two and peeled the gaffer tape off after three days and is now facing God. potential plastic surgery. Yeah. I saw um, it. I think it, it, was John, it was John who also, yeah. I saw him put, doing the same to his knee as well at Marston. He just got gaffer tape straight onto his, <laughs> straight onto his bare skin and just, <laughs> just bound his knee up so he, so he could make it through the day. And was then running down hills. <laughs> Any yeah. hill that he got to, he just ran down because he couldn't stop himself. <laughs> but it's saying in the WhatsApp group that we've got, he just said, didn't he, like wouldn't change a thing. And I think that's mm. how many, so many of us feel about it. You know, like the, you see these people who, go up Everest like for a once in a lifetime trip and you, they know they're going to lose their toes to frostbite mm. but do it anyway I've often thought they're idiots but I kind of I get the, I get it now because I was determined to finish even though I absolutely I mean every step hurt I am not organising the trip up Everest <laughs> no, just to I, be clear I really really don't it want was, to I don't think there are travel lodges there for a start but so. it was it was brilliant because it had all the all those good vibes about Leeds Away but for good causes as well and the reason why we're doing it is for mental health charities so to go back to the Gary Speed thing as well raising money for Andy's Man Club and the Samaritans, two mental health charities, because we organised this. It was 10 years on from Gary's death, wasn't it, when we first started chucking these ideas around and it's finally come to fruition and it just feels like such a monumental thing. And the the scale of the donations, honestly, if you've donated, thank you so much. I mean, how many times did we kind of, we, we've sort of veered from like euphoria going, this is, this is amazing. Look at these numbers to like crying about it because <laughs> like, look at these numbers. It's amazing. <laughs> It's yeah. just, it was great. I know it was pretty much lunchtime on the final day we hit 50 grand and that was that was kind of a target I did have in mind thinking it'd be really good if we could get to that. I think I set the targets quite low on the, the GoFundMe stuff but I think since then we're, I mean we're, we're almost certainly going to hit 70 now I think. Which is absolutely insane. So it's yeah, just thank brilliant. you. And if, if you've not watched or listened to the Andy's Man Club episode do go do go and have a listen to it and it's not really about Leeds United we do, we do mention it in there but it's mainly about just generally what they do and men's mental health and things and you know even if you even if you can't bother listening to it read the YouTube comments which is generally the most toxic place in the world but it's full of loads of people saying I went there and it was brilliant and it's it was um, it's kind of changed my life yeah so. we can't take um, definite credit for it but I know the Andy's Man Club that met this week in Castleford went up to like 20 21 people like so an extra seven went along mm. and I hope somebody in there might have heard this and been inspired know, by it I know at least a couple of people have DM me following that and said Cheers for this. I didn't really know what it was or not, or not really heard about it and I'm, I'm going to go along. So Yeah, we don't need to repeat what's said on that show, but yeah, do go back and listen to it. I'll watch it on YouTube as well. And it's just like blokes getting together, having a chat, isn't it? And if you want to externalise shit that's going on in your life, talk about it, you can. 
if you don't, you don't have to. You don't have to say anything about yourself. Um, but yeah, an, an amazing cause. And Andrew, who was on that from Andy's Man Club, he um, he came along and said it, it looks like basically in both sort of scale and amount of money raised, the biggest ever fundraiser that Andy's Man Club has ever been on the receiving end of. So I think we're all massively proud of it. I need to say thank you to you as well because you organised 99.9% of it. I've taken some of the credit, which is completely not <laughs> I mean, you, you are a control freak and don't want anybody to... The, pro- the problem was I needed to give away control of some stuff earlier on because I set about doing all of it. You know, and you're sort of too far and you think, oh, it'd be, it'd be a hassle to hand this over now. So in the end, I kind of so it was like started routes and hotels and stops and all I kind of and lunches. I'd, I'd started working on it all. And so I thought, oh, I'll just finish it. It's like Tom Cruise in Minority <laughs> Report with all tabs on the uh, the spreadsheets open. But no, but honestly, seriously, thank you because you made this happen. I'm, I'm hugely relieved it worked, <laughs> and it did. Yeah, even even with the, uh, the the fuck up with the rooms, it in wasn't my fault. Yeah, I don't know how you coached that second night because I was felt awful after that second day. It was just so long, but then you had to deal with. Yeah, hundred people trying desperately to work out where they're sleeping. Yeah, I ended up in the back. I ended up in the back office of the travel lodge with us, with, with loads of bits of paper with bits of crossed out on it, going with little arrows going. They can go to there. They can go to there. They can go there. And yeah, and having having walked twenty seven miles, I did kind of want to cry. But thankfully, <laughs> Katie was there, who was was there helping us. Who was absolutely brilliant throughout, and mm. she was she was helping me to sort it out. And thanks to Lee and Bev as well. Lee and Bev as well, who, were, who were who were in the van and you know helping us out with. Just moving bags between places, moving bags, food, picking yeah. up food, all that sort of stuff that was it wouldn't have happened without because I don't think there was anyone on that walk who would have thought they could have done it carrying four days of luggage with them mm. <laughs> as well. So it, it, that was great, and it was weird how you get back and you think you're in a load of pain. Have you ever been like on a night out or something where someone injures themselves and you go from being absolutely leathered to all of a sudden quite focused because there's like someone's bleeding and you're like, oh shit, right, this needs sorted out. And it was a bit like that with the rooms. So I was like. Oh god, I'm so tired. Oh fuck! Right, these rooms need sorting. Yes, Let's um, the fight off flight mechanism kicks. Yeah, in. exactly. Yeah. So, so that I kicked in. And, and, then, and then for people asking, was is there any video? I mean, we got loads of photos within the group because obviously there's like a hundred of us there. So we'll put all those together, maybe minus some of the more graphic foot photos because there are some really sick ones. And we will we'll probably put together some sort of compilation of that so you can see the journey, even if it's in still pictures. Because like I've got a handheld gimbal for using with your phone, which creates nice smooth. You know, I used it once. Yeah, they were just they were, completely um, knackered. It was just never ever doable. There were a lot of ambitions like that. Like we took a microphone along. We were going to go do little chats on an evening, weren't yeah, we? Maybe no. get people who've done the walk. It was just impossible. It was so so tiring. <laughs> everyone was just, yeah, everyone just wanted to spend like an hour getting the feet wrapped up or unwrapped or whatever they were doing with them. And, and that was it. Like on the Saturday night, I didn't even go to the pub to watch the football. When, by the time I got food, I just went back to my room because it was next to the pub where I got the food, like, you know, the travel lodge in Huddersfield. Mm. The Yorkshire Rose, appropriately enough. And um, I was like, well... The Yorkshire Club. Yeah, I, I could go out and drink or I could just go strap my feet up ready for tomorrow. And it took me two hours to take all the dressings off from the previous day and then strap them all up for the morning and save myself some time in the morning. But, wow, yeah, yeah wow. Thank you for the, the amount of money raised. What, what, 67, 68 grand as we speak at the time? Yeah, something calling. like that. Yep for the two charities and it will pass 70. But yeah, yeah, there's basically 49 on Andy's Man Club and 19 on Samaritan's donations. So amazing. Um, and even if you didn't donate, if you couldn't, and we know people haven't got a lot of spare cash, if you just spread the word, if you give it a retweet, something like that, just let everybody else know and we're raising money for some amazing causes. But uh, And likewise, if you need to use either of those services. Yeah, do. Do. This is the reason why, yeah, is to not only raise the money for them, but to raise the profile of them as well. And it's, you know, one of the the amazing benefits of having done this is it's created a hundred strong WhatsApp group and everyone's like talking about their reasons for doing it and the shit that they've been through in their lives. And you know what it's like as blokes, we, we compartmentalize stuff, we bury it away, we don't talk about things. Some of the stuff that's gone in that is, is, it's like a, uh, an Andy's Man Club mm-hmm. session, isn't it? Like, a lot of that walk was, we realized, I think, reflecting on it. That so many of us created new friends, new bonds, but unloaded a load of shit and explained our reasons for being there. And also, I mean, Rob's Rob's still young, so he's not got kids or anything. So he's still, <laughs> his, his hopes, he's, not, his hopes not decimated. So, he's, so yet. he still has plenty of mates. But you know what it's like as well when you get, when you get to our age, Dad, when you've got kids and stuff, when yeah. you like you go from having mates that you see every, like once or twice a week, like you might play you might play five sides during the week, then you go out on a Saturday, a Friday and Saturday and stuff, and you there's kind of a load of you that you always a lot of people you always see, and then you get to you know you get to a point where you're like. It's quite hard to get to see people. Yeah, and, and not only that, but then what can happen as well in your life if you then split from your partner or you're divorced or something like that is that you find yourself single mm. in a really fucking difficult 
you know, mm. difficult market to, to get back into, isn't a it? Dif- a difficult market. <laughs> <laughs> like Angus Kinnear. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's not easy, is it, when, you, when you're when you in your 40s or whatever to get back out there mm. and start dating and doing all that stuff again because, like you say, you get so used to just doing the, the domestic life mm. that it's easy to find that your social circle has diminished. So, you know, if it opens the door to people connecting to each other, then I think it's just brilliant. It's been worth it and it's been worth every step and every bit of agony and pain and my infected toes, which... Speak for yourself, me and Rob are fine. Should hopefully... It's, it's, it's more <laughs> the... Uh... The mental anguish of turning just as my roommate, square ball writer Chris McMenemy, was cutting off a blister plaster and dipping over the side of his own feet that were leaking. <laughs> didn't it, didn't it, it spurt? That were leaking onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just didn't need that moment in my life, to be honest. Yeah, feet shouldn't, feet shouldn't leak. If, you, if your feet are leaking, <laughs> don't go to Andy's man club. Go to a fucking hospital. <laughs> but then go to Andy's man club after they've, yeah. after they've healed. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, so so thank you. Thank you to you both for being there. Thank you to all our walkers and thank you to everybody who applied. Like This is another thing. Um, we had over 100 people doing this. We could have filled the places three times over, mm. couldn't we, easily. But we just ran out of hotel rooms to accommodate everybody. That's that's worth saying yeah. as well. So if you put your name down for it, thank you. So De- next year we could do demand, it. Demand was such that even in the week of the actual event, there were a couple of people pulled out and we actually managed to fill spaces for people yeah. who were doing it on like two days' notice. Yeah. So I've had no time to train and I've had to get book last minute time off work and stuff. So people who've, people who've done that are, uh, I mean, all of really, because I've, I felt unprepared and I'd had months of this and I'd, I'd done quite a number of practice walks and, and stuff to nothing, try and get ready for it. And, and nothing prepares you for it, does it? That's the thing. No, like Not day after day. Because I'd, I'd just seen it as sort of a number on a, on a page as a thing we were going to do. 92, it was nice, the symmetry with the... The title win. It was actually a bit more like ninety three, to be honest. I think it was more like ninety five, <laughs> to be honest. When you now, some people's some people's trackers were on, and they were a bit they go a bit dodgy when you go in inside. I've, I wasn't accounting for people going to the buffet three times. Was I? I, can't, I can't be counting that mileage. But anyway, ninety two miles is a bloody long way. It is a bloody long way. I can confirm to do on foot. So if you're thinking about doing it, doing a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The coach over there was all right. Wasn't it took about an hour and a half. Yeah. Quite um, easy. So we could we could maybe think about doing something again in future, but I think we all want to just rest and heal. And yeah, let's let's enjoy this one for a bit. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it was great. So yeah, again, thank you. If you walked, if you apply to walk, if you have donated or you have fund match, people have been matching funds. Like their workplaces mm-hmm. have been matching funds, things like that. Spread just spread the word. It's been awesome. Yeah. Um, the squareball.net forward slash Gary Speed. Yeah, if you want you to still donate. donate, the links are on the details. There. I think they'll be up for ever. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I don't care. I don't care, I've put an end date on it. So yeah, they'll be there for a while. And that does wrap up the show for, for this week. I think we'll be back. If anything important happens, we'll come mm. back. If not, we'll reconvene next week. We'll start doing some season review stuff over on the Extra Ball and um, yeah, and get that out. We'll have to talk about Jake Humphrey as well at some point because he's he's still at it, is what I would say. Well, that's next week's show taking care <laughs> yeah. of, isn't it? He's, he's, still, he's still doing his thing, is what I will say. The LinkedIn king. So right. yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. And there you go then, that, that wraps it up for this week um, before we do go we need to say our formal thank yous as we mentioned before so thanks to Leeds United for putting on the coaches and they gave us free food and bar when we got back to Ellen Road in the Gary Speed suite I'm not sure they anticipated quite as many people being there either so um, <laughs> sorry about that oh sneaking onto the pitch but you know yeah so some was, people that was fine People have got in trouble for going on the pitch but it's grass you yeah. right. it's meant for standing on <laughs> come on guys relax uh, we also need to thank Rooms for Groups as well, who helped us sort out the hotel rooms, the group yep. bookings. We are boxed, boxed the sleeve sponsors for Legion United. Boxed tea, as Moscow calls them. <laughs> yes. They um, made a, a huge donation, sponsorship donation, that covered off the cost of feeding like 100 people for four days over lunch, which is quite an undertaking. Yeah, it was enormous was that for us, because it meant we could um, it meant we could organise where we were having lunches and just just bring it for people and so we didn't have to have people going off to Tesco to find their own little bit and stuff like that and it paid for things like really boring stuff like public liability insurance and it turned out about a million pounds worth of Compede because <laughs> we had a huge amount at the start and then every- well, thank you to Compede for their donation as well which we, we got 208 blister plasters which- and I thought two for everyone that's a lot not no. nothing like we, no. we burned through that in pretty much day one didn't we yeah so Boots have done very well out of this not a sponsor though. We've just given them a load. Of, we've just given them a load of money, uh, which is good. Uh, but no, the, the money from Box was was enormous, and it meant we could. Uh, you can solve an awful lot of problems in money, as it turns out. Right. <laughs> so that it, it meant logistically, it smoothed things over enormously, and it meant we could do things like pay for people's fuel who were volunteering and that that sort of stuff as well. So 
all, all very, very good. And they've given us a, a code, actually, if you're TSB50, if you're looking at getting a new boiler. That's what they do, in case you weren't aware. They do, uh, it's quite good, actually, if you're looking at, uh, the website is a kind of step-by-step thing of going through. You say, I've got this type of boiler. It's here. It's got a vent on the side. I've got this many radiators, this many bathrooms. It's quite good. It's good. Have a look at it. It's, um, and it gives you a price at the end. Yep. So you can, it's kind of nice and straightforward. TSB50. You'll be hearing more from them in a bit. Great. We're, great bunch of lads. A great bunch of boxy lads there. <laughs> but no, it was, it was huge as was that. So thank you very much for that. Thanks as well to our volunteers who gave up their time um, for four days to look after us and, well, handle some disgusting feet, particularly uh, Katie, who... Got really stuck in. Yeah, really hands-on <laughs> approach to the, the, the foot management. Um, I, did, I didn't want to touch my own, and there she was, <laughs> sat in like some working men's club with a with a, bl- a blistered, weeping foot on her knee, putting, putting strapping around it, so yeah. Yeah. Katie, Lee, Bev, our volunteers... Who else have we got? We've got Carol Speed as well, Gary's mum, who saw us off at the start line. Yeah, that was really good. Really and, good of her to come along. Andy Greenway as well, who's on the Andy's Man Club pod. Go back and listen to that. Watch that if you can do. For coming along, giving us some pep talks, some inspiration, gave us a lot of t-shirts as well. Yeah, all really good. Good, Great support from him all, all the way. And he, uh, he did a speech at the end, so I didn't have to, which was good. And there you go. That wraps up the thank yous then for that one and wraps up the show for this week back next week if and when more stuff happens feet slightly better infections slightly more at bay be alright I want it it'll be fine just sign some more players leads midfielders proper midfielders not Aronson he's just sort of a 10 attacking one holding central ones middle ones more next week thanks for watching thanks for listening we'll see you in a bit The Square Ball Podcast Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 